With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, Donny. Mario, how are you? I'm all right. Uh, can you hear me well and in good spirits how are you <laughs> i'm really good i uh it's so good to hear your voice i've said i'm setting levels here right now um it's so good to hear your voice <laughs> likewise man you sound um you sound happier than i expected you to not because i was doubting you i just know how heavy the situation is so just at the top of this conversation i want to acknowledge the severity of this global crisis and also you know, we're going to be talking a lot about surfing and it's not to overlook or undermine the severity of what's going on and the loss people are experiencing. But um, let's just put that out front and, and uh, just to address it and also respect the, the concerns at, at hand. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's very important to always look at these things on a bigger level, maybe, you know, it kind of puts... Uh, your problems and situations in a different perspective, you know? So absolutely. It's uh, something I've been uh, consciously trying to do, you know, in the last few weeks. And I think it really helps because, um, yeah, like I said, I'm healthy, you know, uh, so is my family. And, uh, we, we got a, we got a nice house with a little garden and a courtyard. So, can't really complain too much you know of course there's a lot of heavy stuff going on especially um with business but you know that's that's all stuff that will be dealt with you know uh, in the end we if we get through this and and don't fall sick you know or or, or don't have uh, any heavy losses i guess it'll it'll be fine sure yeah, I wanted to make sure that we, we um, stabbed that up front and just to acknowledge the severity because it's not that I don't think we ever wouldn't have. It's just I've been having these conversations with a few people already and um, one of the interviews is live already with Dane Godowskis and uh, Asher King will be up next and then you. Nice. And I wanted to release them in the order that they've been recorded because we learn from one to the next. And, you know, I, I had a long conversation with Dane after the fact and you know, listening back, he, he one of his concerns was like, man, I, I just hope that we weren't just talking about surfing, even though that's what we set out to do. And yet, when you look at this time and look at what's going on, you know, it's a time to look at what's going on within your own life, within your own family, within your own business. And, you know, I wanted to have these discussions as surfers about surfing because it really seems like the way you deal with one thing and the way one thing affects you it kind of affects everything else the same way to a to a degree and um you know to look at it through the through the lens or the frame of surfing is um it's interesting to us as surfers but i also think it's a thing to get used to or to do from time to time as we go through seasons and changes in our life and that's what surfing is as a lifestyle so yeah that's kind of the impetus behind why i'm making all these calls and just to connect with friends and um people around the world yeah 
Yeah, no, I think uh, it's definitely interesting to talk about this um, from a from a surfer's perspective. But um, I, I think what what you just said that um, you know it, it, these these kind of situations they're so disruptive. You know, I mean, at least in in um, my case, it was so disruptive. Like I did not expect the situation to go this bad so fast at the beginning of this year i was in australia and you could kind of see that you know it was developing into something serious but i wouldn't have thought that we're here like this a couple of weeks later you know so that really kind of then reminds you how quickly things can be totally turned around you know and how um i don't know fragile everything is really you know and then that really gives you the chance to kind of um, reevaluate, you know, or like look at your look at your life or everything that you have going on, you know. And uh, I don't know, uh, just make decisions, you know, moving forward. A lot of it kind of reveals a lot of things that were going on in your life that you didn't um, that you didn't really um, think about on a daily level, or that you weren't really aware of, maybe. And in a situation like this, that becomes very apparent, you know? So I felt that um, the last few weeks, I was so much more um, conscious and aware of things than like almost ever before, you know? So yeah, some, somehow um, interesting, very challenging, but very interesting too. I thought it was very interesting uh, when we emailed a while back, and you um, you were um, you were you were saying it, it was a gift somehow, you know. That really made me think, and I think you were right about that. Mm. Yeah, I'm not trying to be right ever. I'm always. Uh, how can I say this to sound? I don't, I'm not even trying to sound wise. I'm just. It every opportunity is an opportunity to learn so long as you have a teachable spirit. So with that saying, we can learn from anything, but I think what I put in the way of my own learning often is an attitude or a preconception or a perspective. And uh, yeah, when I was speaking to Dane, thinking about this series, it was, uh, I thought about it pretty early on, thinking, wow, this thing could go for a while, and who knows how longer it will go. But the learnings would be... Um, very naive a week into it <laughs> and five months in would be different than what we are discussing today but at any given point there's a perspective from which we have learned are learning and are expecting to change right and so that's why it was interesting it was like once enough time had passed it's been really interesting to study like what what am i going to learn from this and the biggest grief would be to get through this and and not have learned anything, not have used the time to um, have grown, have rearranged some building blocks within our own lives. And so, yeah, that was kind of like, and man, I, I, I'm just going to be honest and say some days are harder than others, and that's just a personal struggle. And I've learned that to admit that's been the quickest way through them because you got to go through them, but it's the only way to get back to an even keel. And that's been fun discussing with people and just being vulnerable and honest with one another, being like, how are you today? And that's kind of the question that I want to lead off with. Um, 
have you been measuring your ups and downs and the question then is how are you how are you today because i think it's 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 interesting to just to put it in in this chair that you're sitting yeah no i'm like i said i'm i'm pretty aware of uh, my emotions and feelings lately um so yeah today i'm today i'm good it's uh it's like you said there's there's good days there's bad days there's uh days when it's very clear what you what you need to do you know uh and then there's other days when you know you're you're confused and um this whole uncertainty of the situation becomes almost unbearable um for me i noticed that the days when i stay busy you know um put my focus on something productive those are the days when i feel good whereas if i let it slide a little bit and kind of give in to i don't know some sort of self-pity or something like that or you know just like struggling with the situation those are the days when um i'm not really in a good state of mind so yeah that's been my kind of my kind of uh goal also to just uh you know stay busy do do something uh do something with the with the time kind of make something out of this new situation you know mm. yeah i i think this is a a benchmark in time where we'll look at our lives and also our surfing as a time before and a time after and that goes without saying but you know without having i mean do you know how long it's been since you were able to surf and um any idea or yeah you do yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i know so it would have been yeah pro, yeah i'd say like four or five weeks last time i surfed was the day before they officially announced the lockdown here and a uh, beautiful session in Ribeira. Um, it's a nice kind of head high, clean day, sunny. Um, yeah, that that was that was the last time. I enjoyed it very much, and I knew I kind of knew this this lockdown thing was gonna was gonna happen. Um, there was a lot of discussion about it going on already, and um, us as a as a shop and and restaurant and and with the lodge, we already made the decision to close the doors like two days before we were um, forced to by authorities anyway. And um, we kind of followed suit with a lot of other businesses here in Edisada because the situation in Italy and in Spain and in France was already a lot worse than here. And everyone here kind of was like, okay, let's let's do something about it early. And um, yeah, so that that last surf, I kind of, I went and I I was pretty aware that this might be the last surf for a while. So, I enjoyed that very much. So, when you look at what surfing is in your life and the parts that are, I want to use the word off balance without it, have there been specific things that you're doing to, I don't want to say fill the void, or I don't want to answer for you, but are there things that you um finding are you not replacing with surfing but ways to to balance what surfing brings and i know that's irreplaceable but what are you switching it out with to balance your mindset yeah um i think i have a pretty hard time defining what like surfing is in my life really because um i grew up 
landlocked. So I'm, you know, not surfing for a long time is nothing new to me. You know, when when I got uh, heavily into surfing, that was a period periods where it was really intense, where I was traveling and doing nothing but surfing. And then I always had to go back to, um, you know, life without surfing. So um, I haven't had that for a while now because I've been here in, in Portugal for almost seven years with um, the ability to surf whenever I wanted to. But yeah, it's not a new situation. So I miss it, of course. Um, but I can't really define what exact role it plays in my life. I know for a fact that it kind of grounds me again when I'm uh, all over the place, whatever, um, stressed out or, you know, just kind of kind of levels me back to uh, a good state of mind, I guess. Um, I don't know. People, people achieve that by um, maybe meditation or yoga or whatever. I guess that's, that's kind of what surfing gives me, you know. Um, I can, I can be in a bad mood or just kind of, you know, on edge and surfing doesn't matter really if session's good or not, but like going, going out, going for a surf that, that usually kind of brings me back in my mind's like more at ease after that. Um, what do I do to replace that right now? Uh, I don't really know, actually. Not nothing specific, you know. I I think maybe just kind of paying more attention to myself, um, specifically my state of mind, you know. So I don't reach points where, you know, I I feel like I'm not in a good place. Um, yeah, like I said, keeping busy, focusing, focusing uh, my energy on things I can control, really things where I can have a, a positive impact. Um, yeah, about that. No, no, no physical activity can replace surfing for me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not into exercising, bike riding, jogging, or anything like that. It's just, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just like... I mean, you bring up just an interesting point, that, which is what I'm enjoying about these conversations, something I'd never thought about, but how many European surfers in particular, since that's where you are, are used to i mean there's there's an incredibly active core surf audience that don't live by the coast and do a lot of travel and they strike mission and hit hit the beach in different countries so quickly and so often and so they are better prepared not being able to surf every day it's that is really interesting and it gives me hope for people returning to surf when we're able to and coming back and revisiting places like Eresera and you know enjoying the business offerings that you have um without knowing what's ahead what where what what's your picture of the landscape looking forward um within all your businesses and the the current european situation yeah i agree i think people will come back quickly you know i mean surfers for sure surfers are uh crazy like that surfers would go to you know places that were i don't know ridden by all kinds of disasters whether that's volcanoes or tsunamis or civil wars whatever people surfers still go you know you see surfers traveling to the craziest places so i think as soon as um 
it's allowed again to to travel to cross borders and people will come um it's like you said the europeans you know like there's a lot of surfers in germany for example that don't have access to waves on a daily basis they're sitting at home so desperate you know just waiting for the moment they can go travel again and um for us as a business i i, I guess it's yeah it's everything's on hold now everything's paused it's it's heavy because uh your expenses don't really go away um but you have no revenue so we're just kind of trying to um you know cut cut cost where we can um be smart about things uh, and and be ready for you know when we can be open again which hopefully will be in may um there was an announcement by the government just the other day that um maybe um we can slowly reopen in may uh, yeah i want to take this opportunity for you to and i'm putting you on the spot but i think it's a great spot what there, there, there are scales of ways people can help your business and i know you're selling things online um you've had some promotions but Name three ways people can get involved and support um, the Magic Quiver family and the Magic Quiver brand. Um, obviously, the restaurants are closed right now, but uh, name three creative ways people can log in, get online, support you guys. Um, I want to make that very clear and very available and, and help whatever you have that you have going now and um, ways to help in the future. Yeah, sweet. Thanks for that, Donnie. So I guess the most obvious way would be to just order something in the online shop, you know, we have, um, we have everything up online now, um, clothing, surfboards, fins, wetsuits, all the, all the stuff you'd find in the shop. We never did that before, um, because I was always kind of very reluctant to go online with all of this, all of this stuff. I always felt like, you know, the shop worked well because it was a brick and mortar shop and people liked the vibe of it and all of that. But Kind of quickly, it was apparent, and we had to had to do that. So, it took us a couple of days. We moved everything online and um, actually reached out to our audience on social media, and uh, you know, lots of personal messages and emails to to clients, and asked everyone to just uh, browse through the online shop and see if they like something, and then you know, make the order. Um, that's literally what kept. Um, us alive as a as a company with all of our projects because um if it was really just a shop it actually wouldn't be so severe you know like the shop can manage like through a spell of a couple of weeks of you know less revenue and you can compensate that maybe with some surfboard sales and stuff but for the restaurant for the cafe for the lodge all of that at once was pretty heavy so yeah, the, the online shop sales kind of really helped. So that that's a good one. We have um also we've also done like some pretty insane promotions that we would have never done under normal circumstances. Like for example, surfboards. I usually generally don't discount surfboards just because you know the business of it, you know. There's no there's no margins of it really, you know, and it's 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 a bad thing to to discount them. But um, yeah, times are times are a bit crazy, and because we've kind of reached out to clients that help us out, uh, we're willing to sacrifice our 
you know, all all principles of no discounts on surfboards. Um, yeah, so there's that, and then I, I guess um, once once people are able to to travel again or to to go to restaurants again, go to cafes again, it's just that you know. Um, and but I think that pretty much goes for wherever you are. Um, uh, when you're able to um, go about and do the things that you want to do, it's it's I think more important than ever that you put your money um, kind of in places that you like to see and like to enjoy. You know, that's um, I don't know whether that's your local surf shop or a cafe or or a restaurant. You know. Everybody's gonna have a a really tough time even after reopening. So yeah, that's yeah. about it. That's good. Yeah, and I encourage people to support you guys and get involved. And thank you for all the support you've given to me and my boards and the brand over time. And uh, yeah, I certainly look forward to returning. And yeah, who knows when that'll be? But yeah, there's nothing like returning and visiting what's feeling like family with you guys. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, we still we still hope that um things will kind of um I don't want to say go back to normal, you know, and I also don't want to talk about new normal really, but um I just hope people will be able to travel again soon, you know. Um that's that's the most important thing for us as a as a business here, you know. Uh, even not only ourselves, but this whole village kind of depends on visitors you know so yeah maybe maybe also really a good reminder for for everyone again how i don't know how dependent we are you know as like businesses on visitors and like how quickly things can be shaken up you know it's like you have your thing going on and you always think it's going well and it's going in the right direction and things are solid but it's like all it takes is some damn virus you know to turn everything upside down it it makes me i'm picturing era right now in my mind and it makes me think of the luxury that or not the luxury the um the benefit you have of being in a place that shows its history so clearly around you i mean how old is the cathedral up the hill from from right where you're sitting? <laughs> you know, there's constant reminders. Even those cobblestone streets right in front of the cafe, the buildings. You know, there's a there's a sense of history, and there's a sense that people in the world have been through difficult things and emerged healthy and stronger and in a new state, and they move forward, right? And you know, there's some hope to that. You know, living in the states. You know, I think San Clemente is maybe only 82 years old as a city. You know, the things things don't seem or sense as old. You know, being in being in bigger cities, of course, but you know, there's something to look look back on society and your town and the European culture that must give you hope, right? Yeah, absolutely, totally agree. You know, like if you think about it, like our generation lives probably in the least dramatic time ever you know in the whole human history like no no great wars or you know it's just this is kind of like the first time that people like our age would really experience something so disruptive 
you know? And um, yeah, like if you look at what happened in the past, in history, like in general, you know, this is still not so bad, you know? We can, like, sure, it's, it's bad for everyone who's, uh, I don't know, losing someone or, you know, of course people, people die. A lot of people are heavily affected, but yeah, I, I, I just keep uh, reminding myself that um, it could be a lot worse. You know, this, this just shows you how, like, this kind of reminds you how, how people that, I don't know, live in places with civil wars or whatever, you know, like how, how they have their lives, um, just kind of stopped immediately and they have to just kind of rethink everything and just kind of try and fight for their lives, you know? So in that perspective, uh, a lockdown of like six weeks or whatever, it's going to be here, eight weeks. It's just really not that, not that dramatic. Mm, Yeah. Thinking big picture for sure. Well, kind of the last question before we, uh, in the recording here, um, I know you guys love to cook and make amazing food in your home. What have you been? What have you been making? What's Petrina been up to? What's 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 new? Are you oh, growing the veggies? Because I know that was something that was underway too. Yeah, yeah. No, we've been eating very well, um, eating and and drinking very well. So um, when it was clear that the restaurant was going to be shut for a bit of time we actually came here and, and took all the the stuff that we had bought for the restaurant you know um so it's very good seafood at home um there's uh the best wines <laughs> that we took from the restaurant um my my fridge is stacked with the beers from pearl and the deli um uh, been cooking a lot uh, petrina obviously mainly um me not so much i'm more enjoying it actually um she did send me a message before this and asked me to um send you guys kisses you and emily and tell you that she really likes the ladle that you carved for her oh that's so funny (laughs) actually uh yeah a little secret to drop before uh actually no this will probably be out afterwards but yeah i've actually i've been shaping and building boards absolutely which has been great to be able to keep working somewhat but um yeah, I've made I made a whole collection of those, and really because, you know, this is a time to remember as families. You know, we're in we sound like we're both in a gracious situation that we're enjoying each other's company, and you know, man, I think of people that are stuck with people that they're not enjoying the company of, and that's a whole other topic. But oh anyway, yeah, man, you know, like being able to spend this much time with people. And, and so my idea was to make something that becomes kind of an heirloom, um, something as a, a, I don't want to call it a trophy. I haven't found the words yet, but anyway, long story short is I made, uh, I spent a bunch of days and just made a whole bunch of spoons and man, they're such labors of love. They take forever to make, but it's kind of one of those things. It's just a piece of wood, but it's useful art, right? And they kind of sit as little sculptures in the kitchen. And I like that because it's, you know, it's unlabeled, it's un, you know, announced, but they could serve as a memory of what we went through together. So I'm glad she's enjoying that. And yeah, I've, I've been neck deep in spoons here for a while. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, no, it's good. It's it's like you said, you know, it's like this item that you that you use, but um, as you look at it, it kind of brings back 
thoughts or memories, you know, which is which is very nice. I guess it's a classic concept of a souvenir, you know. Yeah. It is. And it's it's yeah. it kind of came from like I love building surfboards and some boards remind me of certain things, but I'm not very attached to them because I'm just around so many of them. But yeah. I I've had people ordering boards that you know will be remembered as I mean the goal is always to make something that works and lasts and um yeah just recently boards that are you know forever relevant you know there's been some higher volume fishes for off days and you know gravel boards that you know are going to span whether you add another 10 or 20 kilos in 50 years <laughs> you know something that yeah. can work and last and be repaired and stay relevant but you know not everyone surfs and to buy one more surfboard can feel a little silly right now too however just benchmarking that time in in a family's history the kitchen seems like a a uniting place to have something that's uh of art value yeah absolutely and the kitchen is kind of like that focal point anyway i mean at least in at least in our house you know uh, you you've you've been there you sat at our table right absolutely that's, yeah. uh, that's where the action's going down you know <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, I'm going to end the recording now and we can keep chatting a little bit. But yeah, say yeah. hi to Petrina and to Laura and Lucas and, and your entire your entire family. I, I look at your crew as a family and I know that you um, do your best to treat your entire staff as somebody who you've invested in and they're part of the team. So hi to everyone from me. And um, yeah, I encourage people to support you guys and what you're doing. And as things move forward to start getting some bookings in there and Come visit the lodge if you've never been. It's a beautiful place, quick from Lisbon, 45 minutes, maybe maybe less from on a taxi. And once you're there, there's so many waves and so many things to do and you'll be taken care of. Sweet, yeah. Thanks, Tony. All right, bud.